Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Well, hello, we're back in London. Commentary. I tell you what, mate, I'm really stiff today. Yeah, why? I did this. Uh, I did this long run. So let's tell people what we're going to do. Yeah, we're going to go. We gonna we're going to go east, um, Hackney Downs, Hackney Marshes, um, uh, Springfield Park. Want to run about seven and a half miles? Okay. Soft surfaces. Soft surfaces. Good. Good for the because you're stiff. So yeah, for the ailing legs. Well, I think my tendon's just a bit tight. My right tendon in particular. You have a tendency to that, don't you? Yes, I a do. A tendency. It's getting very tender-y. It's, uh, I think it's just doing too many hills in Croatia. I did loads of hills in Croatia. I like the way you jot that. Oh, yeah, it was probably because of when I was in Croatia. So tell, was, tell, yeah. me, tell us about the hills, the distance, all that stuff. Well, I haven't been running that much. I did, I've, got, I've done one long run for, for the York Marathon in, about, in six weeks. Yeah. So I feel I need to do more. Yeah. But I did like 18 and a half on Monday. That's good. And that felt good, actually. Well, that's proper. That I felt mean, really good, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much on schedule. I mean, you know, it's, a, it's like you say, it's five, six weeks away. Yeah, you want to get three or four in a, 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 that or above, though. Really? Personally, yeah. Yeah, okay. And what about week on week? How many miles are you doing? About 115, 120. <laughs> Just taking it easy, because I yeah, don't yeah. want to... Don't overdo it. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people, are, you know, get into overtraining. I want to stay fresh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm doing it. <laughs> to be honest, on holiday, I hardly, I didn't do that much. I was running every other day. Yeah, yeah. But it was just, we basically were staying in a villa on the side of a mountain. And it was mountainous, so everywhere you went was really hard work. Yeah, excellent. So after a minute, you were just like, you know... <laughs> In pain going up. Abs- and hill training is great, but you, do, you don't get the miles up when you're going up and down hills. No, but you feel your strength. Yes. You get so strong. So um, so that was great, and the weather was good, but it's all... What's your why. feeling? See, if I'm half out the hill like that, I would always start up 
so you never, so you know you get to come down later. Yes. Yeah, I, I would do that. Yeah. yeah. But the but the, the sort of it was a mile and a half from the main road. Nice day in Butterfield Green. There we are. Try, try, it was a mile and a half from the main road to the villa, all uphill, severely uphill. And the last 600 metres was like, it was like crazy. It was stupid. Yeah. So obviously I'm, like the, bloody, I'm the bloody idiot doing it. And all the people on holiday thinking, who's this nutter? <laughs> Just sweating away in the heat, loving it. Because there's nothing better than a big hill, is there really? No, no. Nothing better. Chew on it. Chew on it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, when I did this, uh, I don't know if anyone heard me here, doing the running for... Uh, Steve Lamax show during the Olympics. All right, yeah. But I uh, went to Lake District and uh, ran up a hill listening to their running music, specifically running up a hill, listening right. to running up that hill. Like it. Which is the song. I can imagine you loving that. Yeah, and uh, well, the funny thing is me and the producer were saying, well, I've been to Lake District anyway, I said, I'll get out there. Right. And I think we both had this idea of uh, me kind of tucking these record- this recorder into a my raincoat and going up through the rain past the mist and the sheep and stuff. Right. And even when I got there, the weather was quite nice. But still the timing of my run was totally based on uh, getting back to the hotel in time for breakfast. Right. Okay. So I just, I just worked it back, you know. And I got to the bottom of this hill. I was going up at about six in the morning. I wow. set off. Early dawn. And I realised at that moment... That it was about to be sunrise in the mountains. Oh, what? It was just incredible. I didn't plan it at all. What a glorious moment. Yeah, I was going up Dale Head, which is a good one. It's a lovely climb. And uh, get this is what made me think of it, because I used to, I was loving running the hill anyway. It's just that glorious surprise of finding that you can. Yeah, yeah. And then looking east, there's the Helvellyn Ridge. There's like a blue pointy ridge of mountains like a blooming child's drawing of a mountain range right and then the sun came up from the other side of it and uh, it was just incredible what was the song song you were listening to I listened to a few I was was listening to some for the show I was listening to uh, Running Up That Hill yeah Run to the Hills by Iron Maiden yeah alright I didn't like the uh, white man came across the sea so I didn't love that one but um, I didn't like. I see. I would. A lot of these songs are specifically mentioned running in the lyrics. Yes. Which yeah. I found a little bit on the nose. I'm gonna run to you. But to be fair to uh, to Kate Bush, you know, she's got that kind of. She tells the running up the hill in the music as well yes. as the words, doesn't she? With that you. I'm running up that road. Still a bit negative, a miserable song, really. What did you? Uh, but I tell you what came. Classic, uh, what popped out while I was up there was fantastic. Really good for running. running. No, no, okay. Spencer Davis. <laughs> Um, I always find that song a bit stalky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dun, dun. Keep on running. Keep, keep on, on running. <laughs> I will keep on running. Yeah. And you, Spencer Davis, try and remember that restraining order. Um, but yeah, I was up on the tops and I, yeah. t- I didn't, it only got better. You know, the sun peeled down in a kind of red band across all the mountains. I could see all the highest mountains in England. Just, oh, it was fantastic. Sounds and um, I was listening to... Fool's Gold, High Stone Roses. Great tune. I just cruising across Seminole the tops. Seminole tune, yeah. Back on my back, you And then, on the way down, Born Slippy, 
Spy Underworld. Oh, great, <laughs> Spy. Yeah, that's when, though. Real raver armour. Yeah, I really nearly fell over. Okay, yeah, just running downhill pretty much as fast as you can. Yeah. And there's bumpy and rocky and stuff. And when you slip or hit a bump, you realise you've got total momentum. Yes. You know, if we have trouble running it's like this. Fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you turn an ankle or get to the edge of a road suddenly, you stop. Yeah. You run down a mountain and you have a bit of trouble. You basically can't change speed at all. Yeah. So now you're sprinting and falling over all at once. That's but why it just adds to fun, the fear that you're actually going to smash your face in. So did you? Your face was nice. fine. Nice, I stayed up. That's why fell runners are so good, because they let themselves go yeah. down the fells at speed. Yeah. It's a real kind of... And that's where they win the races. It's not one on the uphill. Yeah. It's one on the down, because it be takes fair, real them, bottle they, and relaxation. They do go uphill pretty fast. Yeah, they do, but it's not... That's not where it's won. Yeah, it's all in... It's in the uh, it's fearlessness. A, yeah, it's crazy. It's just, just yeah. jumping and vaulting. But also, they kind of... Um, factor in injury in a way that flat athletes would not you know they just expect to pull muscles and fall over smashing a wall they treat their bodies much yeah. more like punching bags yeah because it made me think of Matt Barbette saying that he'd, well I'd never realised that before about competitive cycling is basically has a serious risk of falling over an injury yeah and uh, the top cyclists kind of expect it and know how to deal with it know how to fall properly sort yeah, of thing exactly there's loads of people around but that was um, that was a that religious mountain run. So yeah. you've you've been all over, haven't you? I mean, you've been all you've been Edinburgh festivals. Yeah, since all, we did our running in Edinburgh, over. I've done loads more running in Edinburgh. I've been in London for for that thing I ran with the uh, Inwar Ellums in Brixton really early as well. That was great. Right. And then uh, boo 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 tunnel through the tunnel onto Hackney Downs and. Uh, um, yeah, um, I was. That one was in the Lake District, and I also ran in the Brecon Beacons at the Green Man. Well, that was a good one. Good kind of uh, bit of physics because I uh, I ran uh, up a short steep hill right. to a canal yeah. halfway up the hill. So then it was completely flat, which is lovely and really excellent. Very picturesque. Here he is in Hackney Downs. Oh, this is lovely. Oh yes. So. Um, I haven't done that many hills, I have to say. That that mountain was gave me a real, like, ooh, hills. Right. And uh, But I didn't go up Arthur's Seat in Edinburgh. You didn't? No. Because I was trying to keep, yeah, was trying to keep my miles up, man. That's right. The, that's the trick. So what kind of miles have you been? Well, I said to myself at the beginning of the summer, just uh, don't ever do less miles. Right. So it started out about just 20, keep, keep going. Keep, 25, 26. Right. And I've kind of gone 26, 28, 30, 32. And uh, last well, week really, I went 33. Well, that's actually really good. That's really sensible. It's actually getting easier to fit it in, getting closer to the long right. run. Because, like you said, initially that's all short to run. So you can sometimes end up running six times a week. Whereas last week... One of my runs was 15 miles. Right. So, you know, yeah, you don't have to get quite so many of those in. But that's good. kind of, that's perfect increasing of mileage, like kind of 10% a week as opposed to my massively yo-yo. I'm more like 42, 47, 22, 20, yeah. 36. Do you know what I'm, just, I'm a bit all over you. But know? I'm sure that your body just says, okay, so we're running, we'll be running. Yeah, yeah, it just rolls with it. Yeah, yeah. But it's good to, it is that long run thing, you forget 
one thing you probably felt it a bit as you approached the 15 yeah but when you you just get tired of the longer it goes yeah it's very simple isn't it yeah, very simple yeah. that's right. <laughs> it's just like and, but I think there's another level because you do have that fuel moment where you suddenly where your body kind of it's a bit in. like the later version of that well, you're two minutes in and your body goes oh god yeah. we're not running for ages are we yeah you get through that you run for another hour and a half if you're fit and steady and well fueled like me and you, you might get two hours. Yeah. But once you get to two hours, your body says, "Yes." What about now? We stop in there. It's the we third hour, now. isn't it? And then something yeah. starts to ache, and because you're going steady, you don't notice it for a while. And then you think, "Oh, wait a minute, that's hurting." I say. But no, it felt good. It felt good. That 15, I was in still Edinburgh, and I ran uh, all the way east to the seaside. Right. Ran along by the sea at Musselburgh. No, it's the third hour that gets you. Yeah. The third ten. The third ten. Now, I think we should speak freely about the fact that we have... We've pulled out. We were told you we were going to run 50k, and one day we really should. But realistically, we found that we haven't done... Wait, 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 wait. I wonder, is there a toilet on Hackney Downs? Yes, do you want to go back to it? I don't mind, yeah. Sorry, mate. Oh, no, that's okay. Um, Steve, if you can cue up the flushing noise... So I'd be running in discomfort... There's no need for that. But it's nice. It means you get to go this way. Look, just beginnings of autumn on Hackney Downs. There's an orange tree there. Look at that. Gorgeous. So we've had to... We've had to just face the logic of the situation and just say, 50k sounds great and is great, but it's just sort of applying reality to the numbers that that involves. It actually involves running 31 miles. And realistically... just knacker ourselves You know, the upside is, I think... You, I want a better marathon than London. Yes. And you might have your best marathon in a while, so we've got to play for that. Yes. And yes. this isn't going to help with that. I thought it would do if we'd done loads of long runs, and we're regularly doing 22, 23s now. Yeah. But because we're not, yeah. to go from... And I was never going to. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but to go from your 15 last week to 31 next week yeah 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 he's just saying let's, ju- let's just injure myself that's right so yeah we bottled we bottled on the 10th path and I, we apologised but I noticed that a few of you out there like us are training for Yorkshire how's it going yeah I think we're doing okay I think that, that feeling of concern as we come out of the uh, summer holidays is, is healthy yeah it's the right thing we've got time I mean I, I, my main aim over the summer was to get a lot faster over 5k yeah done it very we good. Can oh, t- you can, really can did. That one. What's your PB down on the park run? 1838. That's ridiculous. So, yeah. so that's faster. So, yeah. so now it's about getting the distance. Isn't it? Yeah. I think speed's dropped away from me a bit. Having said that, on my long runs, I've been uh, faster than I thought, you know? Right. But um, I'll try and get some pace in this week and see how I do. Well, you, and you're doing a 5K. You're I'll doing do the park run in Newcastle this weekend, so oh, I don't right. know how that goes. And, uh, in fact, I'm going to ask online where I should go for that. And, uh, but the thing is, hopefully, touch wood, it's um, good for me because my main aim... Here we go. Thank you. My main aim for uh, Yorkshire is to run it better and faster than I ran London. Right. And I was really on my uppers for London. Yeah. So, as long as I don't get injured and ill again, I've, I think that's, I've really I got think, the advantage. I think that's the main thing. It's like, when you look at... 
I look at pre-London, you look at a lot of marathon blocks of training. Yeah. They're often interrupted by injury and illness, aren't they? Yeah, that's... So if, to, if, if we can avoid that, it would be great. Absolutely. I mean, yesterday was... Uh, yesterday. Last winter was a tough winter in all kinds of ways. Yeah. And it's nice to put it... Put it behind me a little bit. And last time I did Yorkshire, of course, I got my PB. Yeah. Sub 315. I think that that is possibly in my power with good training. Right. But from here, I'm running... I can run a long way in seven and a half minute miles. Yeah. And that puts me in between 3.15 and 3.30. Yeah. And yeah. I am fine with that zone right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I absolutely. think another sub 3.30 would be uh, just good, steady, so- solid fitness. And that would do me. It's just getting fit enough so that you can enjoy the day, isn't That's it? That's right. The marathon and yeah. run and feel not too destroyed. You're going to feel... It's a tough finish at the end. Yes, but, but it's like, but there's there's degrees of it. It's finished yeah. at the finish. Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, I've never felt like I did at London this year, just feeling like I'd spent everything. Yeah. And I was really glad I had. I mean, I it's was amazing to do. It. Even yeah. as I thought, I'm, I think I might need to go to hospital. I I was thinking I'm pleased with myself for that. <laughs> <laughs> but it is that feeling of like you're sort of inside the abyss, isn't it? Yeah. It's like I am the abyss. And I for me, I also really noticed about probably two months after London when I thought, oh, yeah, I'm fit now. Right. And maybe realised what... It's easier to see when you're fit than when you're unfit, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's easy to see what you are than you what you're not. Because you neglected all the core work and all that. Exactly. Thing. I was leaving out all the upper body stuff because of right. my chest. And I really missed it. So bringing that all back in has been great. But having said, the other thing I've, only, I've done for the first time ever yeah. this summer... Is be sanguine about running every day. Right. Well, Just I don't chill run out every that. day. But if I do, it's not going to be a problem. You know? Yeah, that's good. And it's, it's that's kind of good. A, yeah. So it's different what I'm asking of my body, I suppose. I'm saying. And are you, uh, are you varying the distances at all? Yeah, totally. I mean, because I know you like to get locked into the seven. No, I really seven am. Thing. Oh, well, that's great. No, this seven and a half this week. I'm doing seven and a half this. Um, dear listener, I, I've got, I got. I spent Monday travelling home from Edinburgh. So I've got four days before the weekend. We're basically talking <laughs> to you at the end of a war, aren't we? Yeah, that's Can right. Can just say what it is? I'm I back mean, from the front. Think, I mean, the amount of travelling and gigs and Edinburgh you've done this summer. <laughs> yeah. This should be a shield. Is it quite kind of, Well, ask me. Ask me how I got my, talking of my... Uh, rib injury my chest has been flowing up again the last few days right. ask me why that is why is that Rob? well it got hurt when I stage dived <laughs> at that gig at the weekend I was being carried topless aloft to the audience in a big circuit of the dance floor and I was saying to the bloke underneath me on my left oh not there I know that's where that's where I had my crack I, that's not never mind the marathon runner stage dives <laughs> easy on the tendons yes so yeah I've got life is so different to mine yeah, that was that sounds great. Was it good? Was it euphoric at the end? Well, it was good. Uh, it was good playing that gig. You know, it was funny. Uh, I was uh, in a covers band at Leighton Live. I don't know if you haven't heard of Leighton Live, it's a famous uh, Edinburgh gig that starts at one in the morning. Two hours of uh, comedy in front of a fairly wild late night audience, and then two hours of music. And I formed a supergroup with a band called the White Panthers. What made them a supergroup was adding me. Yeah, of course. It's quite an egotistical description when you think about it. And um, we played every night from three in the morning till five in the morning. You've had so many late nights as well, mate. I don't know how you do it. Yeah. 
How do you do that? I don't know how it's like I do it. on nights for a month. Exactly. And in the end, it starts to... You know, I had a couple of moments. I had a little nap one evening last week. Probably went to bed about quarter to nine and got up about quarter past. Yeah. And, you know, it's just a nap. Yeah. And when I woke up, I did not know what time of day it was, what day it was. It's like, just it's like loving jet lag constantly. Absolutely lost. I love being in a band. It's very... Uh, um, I do it to see what I learn from it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, but one of the things I learned from it this time is that I'm more... I had less need of it than I used to have. Right. I was in the band a couple of years ago and it kind of changed my life. I was oh God, I should have been doing this. And this time I was like, yeah, this is fine. This is, this is okay. So it's like right. I've been through a door I didn't have to go back through. The best thing about it for me is the singing. And uh, I don't know how much you guys think this is relevant, but for me, it's totally um, tied in with the running because... Uh, I, I was just more in control of my scene than ever before because I get it about the running. In that, it's muscular, you know, it's a hard physical activity. Right. And you've got to strike that balance between doing it and doing it to the to the utmost, you know, kind of wearing yourself out, using everything you've got. Right. But without breaking yourself, but without injury. Whilst doing it, sort of thing. So, by the end of that run of doing the band, at the beginning I was really kind of nervy and losing my voice and stuff and all this business. And by yeah. the end, just wasn't thinking about it. Sounds great. Just relaxed into it, like just like the running, doing it every day. You know, yeah. so in the daytime, you might hear a little bit of an edge on my voice because it's a working voice. You know, it's it's, it's not all clean and untouched. Yeah. But then I'd get to the gig, and uh, it would do everything I asked of it. You know, without me particularly worrying about it. I just hit the all gear. the big notes and just sing the songs. Without any concern, because it was warmed up and trained up and good to go. That's the great thing about running every day, is it makes running less, uh, less an unusual activity that you do occasionally. That's more right. just part of the fabric of your life. And it's, I think I really took chill that. into it. Yeah. You remember that guy on the train who said, there's a big difference between running twice a week and running three times a week? Yeah. I think you're so right, and you can take that a bit further. Yes. Yeah. I think as my son goes to secondary school, I'm going to start... Running out with him when he goes. Right, okay. Because I think that's a nice... Uh, sorry, thanks. That's a nice balance between going with him and leaving him to himself. You right, know? okay. And yeah. over time, yeah, we'll probably get further and further away from each other. Yes, yeah. But um, that ties him with the plan to run every day. What it is, it's like you leave your body on... Uh, it's like you're always idling. Yeah. You never go all the way to off. Yeah. You click into it, it's just... And it is very natural running, isn't it? Yeah. It's a, it's a good old natural. I'll tell you what, something that surprised me at the weekend, because I did the park run yeah. on Saturday. Really tired, really stiff, to the extent of when we set off for it. It felt absurd that I was just that I was doing it. My legs were so stiff. Yeah. But anyway, I did it. And afterwards, I was chatting to um, some guys, some young kids, who came quite near the front of the... Of the race, yeah, they're really gentle, really nice kids, and they're, they're they're into this. I'm quite intrigued by these sort of young, cool running groups. Yeah, they're in this outfit called Track Mafia. <laughs> so yeah, so it's sort of like I think they're based in like Paddington or something. They're yeah. midweek, and they were just like this new wave of not really a club, although they do races. Not like a traditional club. Like I'm in the Heathside, and it's. It's not as formal as that, is it? It feels less formal. But it's more of a kind of... It's a crew. Sort of running gang crew. Yeah, yeah. But it's got sort of hip-hop-ish elements. 
and they were just really, really nice. Yeah, they were just yeah. really cool kids. It was just like, <laughs> it's what this feels new. It's what know? the internet and social networks do for running, isn't it? It's a, a way of doing it now, which didn't really exist before. But on the other hand, there's still that element of otherness. It's nice to take your, I don't really like the word, but it's nice to take your hobby yeah. and recognise it's otherness, it's alternativeness. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, because running clothes, like I talked to my brother about cycling clubs. Right. You don't think when you're in the country and you walk into a, a pub yeah. and then suddenly around the bar there's all these 60-year-old guys in neckerchiefs. Right. And they're yeah. kind of strangely Larry. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is us. Right. And he was saying, my brother was saying, that, of course, cycling clubs used to be genuinely uh, illegal. Right. You weren't allowed to. Right. Okay. So, you know, it was really badass and piratical right. to hang out with your mates and get your neckerchiefs on. Yeah. It's pretty busy on the towpath here. Yeah. A couple of bikes coming up, a few bottles are very nearly... Ran slap bang into Bollard then. Yeah, right. got the injury we were talking about yeah. that would really make that marathon no fun at all. That coot is standing on quite a lot of flotsam in the river. It doesn't, that doesn't look healthy, does it? You kind of want to... I wonder if there's any water there at all under that coot. He's found a raft. He's on a raft. Help me. In amongst some weed. There was water here before. Do you think maybe he's on holiday? Is that his holiday? <laughs> maybe. Just nipping down the canal. <laughs> Just chilling out. Yeah. But what was weird bit about of a busman's ch- holiday for a yeah. coot? <laughs> yeah. the canal. Found a bit of wood down the canal. <laughs> but it was just... Running clubs didn't used to be cool. But these things are... I mean, track mafia. Yeah. It's like the Run Dem crew or something. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's cool. Oh, it's sort of hip-hop and... In what Ellum's Midnight Run, which isn't actually a run. But they walk and look at the city and go through right. the night and do kind of artsy stuff as they go. It's like a yeah. festival on the move. Yeah, it looks, it's... What I'm saying is I'm all for it. I mean, it just seems really good fun, you know. Yeah, and it's People important really that enjoying it their running. But and also, some of them really quick. I mean, this guy did seven, just over 17 for 5K. Yeah, yeah. But sort of in a casual way. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. He, wasn't, he wasn't bothered about it. He was yeah, just, well, like, that, just chilling out, doing it. Well, and, compared yeah. to what I was saying about <laughs> like singing, is that you want to access it, then you want to, you want to train and be good without getting all stressed and getting your head down. Yeah, I think Because so. that's when you lose it. That's when you disappoint yourself or you get injured or whatever. Yeah. You've got to keep... You've got to stay relaxed. Yeah. They're just naturally fit young people who decided to do that instead of clubbing for 10 years, which is what I did. Yeah, see, I was a naturally fat young person. Yeah, it's sort of... But if you'd have had the trap Matthew when you were a kid... Yeah. And it's like... I think if they played indie guitars and had long floppy yeah. hair at the front... You don't... I wonder if you get your indie... There's no goth run clubs There's yet. no goth mafia. Well, no. if there are, I don't know about it anyway. I'm much too old for it, but... They meet down the cemetery for glue-sniffing and liquid paper daubings <laughs> of a Tuesday. Liquid paper daubings. <laughs> Other liquid paper products are, are available. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, I might join. I think I'd be too old to join. They all seem under... They all seem like mid-twenties and under. Yeah, but for but an old dude, old, you're quite a badass. Hey, we get in touch and see if we could, we could go for a run with them. I think we probably could. I have to say, though, that was another thing about being in the band. It's a band of... I slightly misled. I don't want to take his name in vain, but my mate, Cheva, who was my contact with this band, yeah, he's nearly as old as me. Right. But put it this way, you wouldn't know it. Right. You know, from his lifestyle. Yes. And his mates and all the rest of the people in his band are good 
you know, a good generation younger than me. Yeah. And then we're playing this. Look, you know, guess who stays up in Edinburgh till five in the morning? I'll give you a clue. They're not in their forties. No, they don't. No. You know, one night we played pop. I'm amazed you did it. Common people, and there was uh, there were several. It was only a small crowd. It's midweek. Right. And there were some very young women just looking at us like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> and there was this one woman, and she looked like a kind of deputy head. She's right. wearing a lanyard and some pretty formal specs. Just going, yeah, cheer! <laughs> so yeah, we're totally playing to the to the side, to this group. Crowd. And then on the Friday night, which was a huge uh, banger of a gig, it was really yeah cooking. And then this really extremely camp Welsh guy said to me, "You look like a librarian who's doing it for a hobby." I know. I saw you put that on Facebook. Oh, I saw. I saw really you put that on because. You I think it's because what he said that moment, yeah. was entirely accurate. Yeah, yeah. And that's when I remembered, you know, that I'm just standing there in the corner with long grey hair and my who's he trying to fall flying V. And uh, it's good to remember how old you are. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm it's into good, it. I've really got no, good to there's do no that. shame in it. Sorry, look how clear the water is there. That's fab, isn't it? That's gorgeous. It's like oh, back oh, 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 hello, ducks. Oh, yeah, hello, <laughs> we scared the living uh, bajabas out of those ducks looking at this clear water. Running commentary. <laughs> quacking, quacking. Loving it. Distant tree this way. Loving it. So, um, well, I had one of those the other day. I, I, was, uh, I was with my. Uh, I was with some mates, really good old mates. We went out for a meal in, in Dalston. Yeah. Which is... And we took a gamble. Normally we go to the same restaurants every time, but... Yeah. We thought, you know what, you only live once. Let's go somewhere else. Of course, you might live more than once if any buddies out there and reincarnate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we missed our turn-off. The, the, usual, the usual caveat supply. Yeah, yeah. And um, Cuban meal... Fantastic. He was brilliant. Yeah. We got there. Their big so you were Havana Cuban meal? Oh, we were Havana Cuban meal. He was gorgeous. Yeah. They're big drinkers, so we got there. Later, we realised they'd timed it, so we got there for a happy hour. Yeah, good. So two, two cocktails each for a tenner. Nice. So if there's four of you with, with eight cocktails on the table. Yeah. You feel a bit childish. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we drank them. Loads of food. Loads of wine. Yeah, we Lovely. It cost about 35 quid a head, which is great. Yeah. And then we, uh, um, we she, she, sorry, shoes off. Take them with us. Get a bit of this grass under. Actually, I think. mate, that's a great call. Actually, yeah, because it's beautiful here in Hackney Marshes. We went slightly the wrong way. I could do with to a kind of gravel track. I could, do the, I could do with the lap of this in my shoe, with the shoeless. I don't know how that fits because it would really help my tendons. It will get a bit long. Well, let's go round the edge of it and okay. then okay. and see. We have to carry out. Oh, and then come back to our shoes. No, I won't leave my shoes in Hackney. No, <laughs> they won't be. They won't. Be. <laughs> Um, there'd be an al- if we left our shoes out, an alarm would sound off somewhere, and people just and attended trainers. People would just raise; they'd be gone, mate. Yeah, they look pretty tempting. I'd give true. it like thirty seconds. They didn't smell that tempting, would they? Well, we'd just follow the edge until we'd come off anyway. But okay, we'll stay on idea. the on the grass and good idea. Avoid the road and the trees. It gets a bit midgy in there as well. So sorry. Once you got this, these shoes in our hands, we're getting back to you and your. I went to a restaurant the other day, and they gave us two cocktails each right at the beginning. They wouldn't really take no for an answer. Right. And I said, "Oh well, we could have one each and a fourth one, you know, because there's only three of us." And they're like, "Right. No, it's you'll have six. Wow. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Good fun though. Good yeah. start to a meal. Yeah. And um, so we did that, and it was great. Then we went back. Yeah. And we played. We played a game called Chronology. Right. Which is about dates and facts and figures that are quite involving. They play it all the time. Everyone's getting really drunk. Yeah. 
and uh, I'm unsure how how accurate I can get about the portrayal of the evening. Right, it got a little bit out of hand. Yeah, certain substances came out. Oh, I there know, it is. I tried to help you be circumspect <laughs> that I no longer partake in. Yeah, but it was a real it was a real tipping point, really, because I was really drunk. Yeah, so I was I was I was in a suggestible state. Yeah, and everyone else was doing it. And I thought, you know what? I've got to run 18 miles tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just this doesn't fit with that. <laughs> no. Do you know what I mean? I, there's a massive part of me wanted to just dive in. Yeah. But it's just like, I'm 47. <laughs> I really want to do a good marathon. And this, it's over. I'll tell, but also, I'll, I'll tell you the chronology. It's over. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. This is over. See the end of the chronology. <laughs> We're there. But that's the thing. Running off right into sharp relief. But whatever the context, that is the... Uh, basic thing of being older yeah is that when we used to party in whatever way yeah as young people like those people I was playing to in Edinburgh yeah you don't have any thought about what you've got to do the next day yeah because what you don't even realise at the time is that nothing you're doing the next day is of any particular importance yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You know. but I mean me running 80, 90 miles is only important to me it's not something I had to do it's a choice isn't no, it no that's like, true and the, my mates are like you know early 50s they're just it's just like but that that's that's a great thing for me what running gives me yeah it gives me a container for every physical decision that I make I think also you know that when you're younger you're trying all different things because when you're older and doing that there is a worrying whiff of escape of course I really need to escape the life I'm in yeah and also it's like it's like we we have done this yeah 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 this isn't something that we haven't tried it's not a new and exciting experience we've partaken of this quite 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 fulsomely. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just, it was just, I literally put a line under it. <laughs> and it was good. It felt great. It felt they, great. Because they were putting a line on the yeah, back yeah, of it, yeah. on the system. So it felt great. Yeah, yeah. And the next day I woke up, I was a little bit hungover, not too Ow. bad. And I did 18 miles. I just I had great. a great little tread on a stone moment. It's just a little stone. It's actually quite good barefoot running. You've got to be careful. They were saying, they said, my brother said years ago, oh, talking to um, Susie and everyone about the Marathon de Sable but my brother said years ago was he there or was it a friend of him telling him that um, just people running in the night right over in the desert you know yeah. or running in the dark anyway with the little all you got is these little head torches and the sound of Sounds people amazing. treading on rocks right <laughs> 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 oh. yeah. ah. like that fun times I used to do a lot of barefoot running yeah, I'm, I'm terrible at barefoot anyway. You know, when you see people strolling around. Right. I just, I'm always picking my way. It's good to do it every night. It's good to walk around the house barefoot. It's just good for your feet. Yeah. And your kind of muscles, you know. The other thing is, and of course, anyone who's listened to running commentary for any period of time will know that this is true. No one wants to see our feet. Because no. I've got toe no. deformity and you've got a ganglion. Mr. Ganglion still retains its yeah. ability to shock. Imagine a fleshy teardrop, listeners. Yeah. But yeah. bigger. <laughs> It's not good. This guy's topless. I've run around here topless before. Have you really? a nice place to uh, catch the summer. It was incredibly hot. Yeah. But I was quite paranoid that there's no one about. I think ultimately that's worse, isn't it? You could be like a builder or something, get your top off and not worry about it. But if you're me, you're like, oh, oh, terribly sorry. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to be shameless. And it makes it a bit of a thing. Yeah. This is the path. This is, this is going to We're going to have to pick our way across this. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's four years since the. Uh, Riots and fires right. in London. I remember them because I was at Edinburgh, and it's just so funny because not just being at the Edinburgh Festival, but being amongst comedians at the Edinburgh Festival. I mean, that was right. the nice thing about doing the band is something a bit different. Yeah, you get amongst comics at the Edinburgh Festival. It is. I've used this phrase before, but it's true. It's like a firestorm of narcissism. Right. You know, everyone is so concerned and quite rightly with their tiny little world. Yeah. And then. When London was basically on fire, you know, you're having these conversations with people about their reviews and how many people they'd had in, and then saying, oh, by the way, is your wife or girlfriend near any of the trouble? Oh, no, they're just in Tottenham. Apparently the windows of Tesco's are cracked, but she's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it threw it into fairly sharp relief. It was actually quite nice for me to go to Edinburgh just to watch shows because I, I quite enjoyed chilling with comics yeah but then that's only because I was there for three four days and I wasn't doing a show you know it's so, so long yeah it's crazy it's, it's so ridiculously long. long that's right I did because uh, the green man was lovely right and that's long enough you know, turn yeah. up there on a Friday or maybe even a Wednesday or a Thursday right go home on Sunday or even Monday I'll, be, I'll go Friday to Sunday and yeah you're camping so it's slightly more extreme in terms of getting enough rest but basically it's a Full experience with this maybe your own show, right. a group show, someone else's show. Okay, you see right. some friends, you make friends with some strangers. Yeah, you have a night drinking, you have a night not drinking. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. whole festival it's a big story. Experience. Yeah, and you go back to Edinburgh and think, what do the other three weeks add to that? Yes, those yeah. highs and lows that we just had. Yeah, you know, it's just a, it's just the way it goes on all of August. Yeah, I go in the middle of August, uh, in the beginning, have a laugh, come away. Go back home, do loads of stuff, go to Croatia, come back. And everyone's still in Edinburgh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like completely yeah, it's absurd. It's crazy talk. Yeah. Well, I did think this year, and I had a really good time this year. And it's interesting what we're saying about being happy being your age. It's in the best way. I'm too old for it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I felt that when I, I like I love being there, but it just felt like you want, it's new experiences. Yeah, I've done yeah. seven or eight Edinburgh's. Yeah. So... 
Yeah, and I've done more than that. I mean, in terms of, because I went to Edinburgh, uh, you know, for almost a decade before I was a comedian. Right. Because I first went there with theatre, and then I just loved it, and would get there whenever I could, and then I lived there. Right. So next year is it's 25 years since I started going, and I always, you know, it's like a massive mainstay of my life. I got there this time, I was like, ah, yeah. It just feels like something from my no, but former life. This time next year, it'll be the running commentary American tour. That's right. That's We're right. just doing a series of races and interviews with, you know, people, people from American culture. And we'll be in Montana running with yeah. uh, with uh, Bruce Springsteen. Won't we? Yeah, of course you will. So that's a somersault. Yeah. Talking of running commentary on tour, I hope that you hear this podcast before we do uh, the podcast festival. King's Place, September the 24th. It's going to be massive. It's going to be massive. We're doing a... A show, a post-run podcast live right. at King's Place. That's at four o'clock. But you can, um, it's free, but you've got to book it because there's only a limited amount of places. Run with us on the actual run Go for a little before run. the show. That's at 3.15. Get it booked up because there's only limited places. It's going to sell out and it hasn't sold out yet. And, uh, and uh, yeah, come with us. And where are we going to go for a run? I think I've got to check how far it is. Right. I don't want to go too far anyway for half an hour. But I think we should start at King's Place and head for Primrose Hill and back. Yeah, that would be great, yeah. Well, I'll check the distance. Maybe get a couple of uh, couple of different mics and wife, a couple of people up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Come and join chat. in. Give bit us your opinions. Yeah. You look like a librarian who's doing it for a hobby. <laughs> well, I kind of am, all right? You look like a bloke running. <laughs> you look like you're far too old for this. And the... Uh, the podcasts are out and up with, you know, Watson and Jason Byrne and Zoe Lyons. Simon Evans. Simon Evans. And they were nice. They were good really good. It's so nice to, as we were saying, it's a bit of a secret. It's good for us to do it because the comedians who run, we're pretty much the only ones who are out. Right. You know, capital O, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Running comedians. Because most of them keep, it down, keep their heads down because it just doesn't fit the badassery of being a comic. Yeah. <laughs> That does really, because as you rightly pointed out, you can really square running with drinking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Works well. You, right, here we go. you were talking. Talk- for this. I know we can get through here a little bit further. Um, so, um, yeah, just watch out for syringes. So, uh, it was interesting actually. You were sort of claiming the high ground at that do the other day. Because you were running 18, 19 miles the next day. I wasn't claiming that. I, I, I was on the. I was on the. But you had I, was had on, I was on the precipice of a bad decision. Yeah, and you. Had I was clutching at a straw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I'd made myself. Did I tell you? Yeah, talking about Buddhist goans. Have we ever talked about the one from the book, The Curious Case of Sid Finch, where the guy is being chased by a tiger, right, and he falls over a cliff. Yeah, it's gone. Do you remember this one? I don't remember it. No. So it's a Buddhist goan, you know, it's designed yeah. to bend your mind. Yeah. And uh, there's this bloke, and he's uh, he's walking in the hills somewhere, Asian and Eastern and mystic. Right. Black tiger jumps out. Yeah. Scares him, and he falls over the edge. L- luckily, he catches onto a vine, and uh, doesn't fall all the way into the canyon below. Tiger's still at the top, snarling. I can't go back up there. He looks down. There's a ledge not far below. He thinks yeah. I'll drop down to that. And at that moment, yeah. white tiger on the ledge. He's <laughs> hanging on. Black tiger above, white tiger below. And he notices that the vine he's hanging on is being nibbled out of the top by two mice. 
Too much! As Christopher Walken once said. Tense. A white mouse and a black mouse nibbling away. Yeah. Further down the vine, nearer to him, he notices some wild strawberries growing. And with his free hand, he picks one off and pops it in his mouth. Delicious. And that was when he achieved enlightenment. Yeah, yeah. Then he hoiked himself up over the black tiger, saves the world. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, then no, he destructs a white tiger with the strawberries. Chucks it right in his eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was running in, uh, in Wales. I didn't even mention that running because it was that long ago, but I've been running in Wales as well. And um, going up a long road hill right. on quite a big uh, sort of... Uh, Country lane, but a bigger one where you're against the hedge. Right. But a lorry could come down, you know. Okay. So it was a little bit of fear of death. Yeah, yeah. And also a long, long hill. Yeah. And uh, in the hedgerow there, there were wild strawberries growing. Nice. I felt like I was living that go out. Nice. Between the toughness of the climb yeah. and the joy of the running and the fear of death from lorries and the delicious little strawberries. It's quite exhilarating isn't it running headlong into traffic <laughs> when, you, when, when you find yourself on a busy every now and again you go for a run yeah. and you find yourself on like a dual carriageway because yeah, yeah. you, you don't know what you're doing it's like Haruki Murakami doing that long run in Greece yeah. and just finding that all he's doing is basically Dodging running traffic. a bypass yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're meant to run facing the traffic aren't you that yeah. seems to be the rule that's the highway code because then you can pretty, see them and they can see yeah, you yeah but it's still pretty hairy isn't it we but finished the barefoot part of our run he's putting it, them back let, on let's put the two let's put the two oh we have to show those again two things together oh my god there's the oh there's us look let's get us that's us looking down and here are the um, here's, oh, here's what we're looking here's at there's another one selfie it selfie it there's the feet that we no one wants to see that <laughs> Paul insists on showing you there they are. The foot collision. <laughs> we, could, we could claim that those two feet, those two manky right feet, are actually one of our pairs of feet. <laughs> so, Hackney Marshes, it really feels like the end of summer. You can feel it. it the wind's feel, blowing it? Yeah. in, like the good weather's going. Yeah. The lovely grass is all dry. At There's least we've had a bit of a... Well, I'm loath to say we've had a bit of a summer because you haven't been here, have you? Well, I haven't, but it was great to come back to it because yeah. I was in autumn in Scotland. Yeah. But this, it's, it's blowing in now. It's very... Uh, it's almost Keatsian. I feel like we're caught in a moment here and it'll soon be gone. Yeah. Season of mists and mellow fruitfulness is coming. Keats, he was a cheerful bloke. Was he, che- was he cheerful? No. Was he miserable? Was he? Yeah. He was just trying, he was just worried, he was scared, you know, time passing and the, anything wonderful was... Uh, was fleeting. Was, was too, he, the fleetingness bothered him a lot, you know. As like to. Joy, whose hand is always at his lips bidding adieu. It's like, get over it, mate. Just enjoy it. Just chill out. Just chill out, mate. Yeah. And, uh, and he, it was that, like he knew the future as well. The wing doth destroy. What's that? Clutching onto joy and destroying it in the same... Basically, enjoy the strawberries. If you see a strawberry, enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Even maybe if, even have one. Even if you're being chased by tigers. Yeah. And ke- but then Keats was right to be feared, scared of time because he was dead at 27. So maybe he had a, a foreboding, did he? Did yeah. He ever, did he... Did he what did he die? I had a foreboding, but I didn't understand it because I hadn't seen the first three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Please Just leave a little gap in the woods and you sneak through with one. <laughs> the pun, that's right. <laughs> took him quite seriously little for punch. a second there, and here comes... So what, what, what did he die of, old Keats? I was trying to remember whether he committed suicide or died of being ill. I can't remember. 
I think he might have poisoned himself, but he might have just had consumption or something. I'll look it up. See you next time. That'd be ironically yet too many strawberries. But he did feel like, I mean, maybe we were applying a narrative, but we were looking at this when I studied it. We were looking at negative capability and this trying to enjoy the moment. Yeah. And in the in several odes, you know, Ode to a Nightingale, Ode on a Grecian Urn. Right. We're very much saying, oh, this is awful because there's beauty. There's people on the Grecian Urn having a good time and now they're long dead, you know. Right. Nightingale's singing in the night, but look yeah. at the night. It's a miserable place. And then to, in to autumn, which is, he doesn't call an ode. I wonder if that's a thing. Right. It's just to autumn. He's still, it's so clear that autumn is ephemeral and it's this moment yes. in time. Yeah. But he catches it, you know. And that's the one that people always remember as well. So he did manage to bottle that. I mean, in a way, that's the dare of autumn, isn't it? Autumn dares you to... To, to change. To, 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 well, and to say, this can't last. You know, everything about this will be gone in a month. And yet, look at the beauty of it and how great it is. You know, that's fine. But it's also about the passage of a year, isn't yes. it? Yes. It's just like... Years go quickly, and that seems to go quicker as you get older. Yeah. But then, but then at the end of every year, you're still a bit different yeah, yeah. to the start of it. And autumn's part of that process, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you, sometimes you, you're at the end of summer and nothing's really changed. But just by going through autumn, you change. Yeah, and it's a dying away, isn't it? I mean, it's all nature. Every, yeah. All the growing of the year is finishing. Yeah. It's all about conclusions. Conclusions is the right word, because... You can draw a conclusion and go, oh, I really learned a lot, but also, conclusion is an ending, you know, it's coming to a finish. It's, le- it's letting some things go, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. There's stuff to be let go. So it hasn't happened yet, it's nice today. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> but it's, uh, no, but, that, but let, letting some things go means that new stuff can come in its place, isn't That's it? right. You have to let stuff go. Absolutely. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's um, a nice little I can never remember what those plants are properly called, but we know them as granny poppers. And it's a shame that my children aren't here because I never let them do the granny poppers. Cause that is gorgeous. There's enough here that they could pop a couple. That's like an ocean of something green. Yeah, good. Keats himself would have been yeah. pleased with that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw an ocean of something green. <laughs> but I had to let it go. It was awesome. Well, so you, maybe with you it's a band. Maybe it's the concept of a band in the summer or something. I don't yeah, know. I think it's elements of going to the Edinburgh Festival. Right. As I said to my family, I mean, I love Edinburgh and it's got, we've got a history. I'm sure we'll be back. I'll probably be back next summer. Yeah. But it'll be different. Yeah. That, that sort of dream of Edinburgh from when I first went there and certainly from when I first went as a comedian and the model and the way of doing it and everything. That's over, to move on. That's changed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I agree. I hope I didn't. I mean, the thing is, I do beat this, which is so great, and that's always fun in Edinburgh. Right. So that'll always lead me back there, but it's not enough. It's quite. Uh, when you're young, things like Edinburgh, and this this could be like anyone's career, couldn't it? It could be supplying to anyone who's who grows up and has a career and has ideas and, and whatever. And goes from having a job to a and ambitions or whatever. Yeah, yeah. When you're young, Edinburgh's everything. Yeah. And then you get older, and it's just a small part of a bigger life, isn't it? Because, like doctors or whatever, you specialise. Yeah. You work out what you do with your time. Yeah. And, of course, you have to do it all year round. And I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling... I'm sort of... My muscles are loosening a little bit. Yeah, yeah. There's no option, is it? They have to. Yeah, and I think that that's... Surely it's therapeutic running on the dry grass with the feet out. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Barefoot running is the thing, isn't it? I mean, when when I started out, let alone when you started out, all running shoes were like boats. Yes. Like little, like strapping a couple of courses. It was all about feet. the cushioning, wasn't it? Massive yeah. cushioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
strapping them on. And now even the, my shoes, which are fairly heavy-duty distance shoes, are very soft and forgiving. Yeah. Go left here up towards the marshes. There's constant... It's funny for something so simple... How the orthodox is constantly changing, isn't it, with running? Yeah, yeah. Like some people into barefoot running, some aren't. Even stretching, dynamic stretching. Yeah, yeah. Static stretching. Just like some people want to get faster by running less. Yeah. It's like run faster, run less. Some run. It's, it's, it's yeah, just yeah. Sort of like, and it's, it's the same. It's like when you're. Uh, when you uh, have pregnant or have a small baby, you know, if you have a couple, a couple of years apart, all the things that you have to do it change. Changes, changes, yeah. And it, in the end, you think, you start having to assume that no one knows anything. Yeah. Because every opinion is offered with the same level of power. you just got to listen to your body, is it? Absolutely. And try and take everything off bo- on board. Yeah. Don't think of them as contradictions, but different sides of the same thing. Yeah. You've got to stretch before you run, you've got to not stretch before you run, you've got to eat the strawberry before the tigers get you. Yeah, you've got to, uh, if you feel like stretching mid- in the middle of the run, stop for a stretch, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. That uh, seems like wisdom on a long run. Maybe she has it on you stiffen up. She's walking a dog and talking on the phone. No time for... So we're big... She's walking a cat. Up at wow. That is strange. Hurry up. Sorry, cat. We don't mean to scare you. Do you mind if I take your picture? Just because you've got a cat there. Thanks. I reckon that. I reckon by the, was, the, I reckon the way she was holding that. She was a witch. That's quite dangerous. Was that a witch? Like, she's away quickly. Yeah, yeah. There was something really. She said, I said, Do you mind if I take your picture? And she nodded and then just turned her head away from me like Jason Bourne. Because she knew your that, your folk, that your camera would explode if you got her. Yes. <laughs> Too. If that it can survive listen. a picture of your foot, then it can take a picture of a witch. Listen, that was an odd moment. Wasn't it? First, the way she was holding the cat, like it was a crazy, angry, vicious cat. It actually changed all her reality. She went from being a stretching runner to, to a, a woman standing there with two dogs. Yeah. And then she was there with a the cat and a pigeon. <laughs> yeah. And do you know what else she had? What? Fanny eyes. <laughs> Did she? I yeah, just see never trust them. Yeah, good. A witch on the marshes. It's got a bit of witchcraft. I expect it because it's a witchcraft. So, so with you, I think with a marathon, isn't a big one of it. He's running. He's running the whole. You've had a couple of stops, haven't you? Recently, Berlin and yeah, yeah, running all the way around. Yeah, that's key. Is that a thing or what? I mean, yeah, I hadn't thought of it, but you're absolutely right. And that's not really related to time, is it? It's more the experience, isn't it? Exactly. And I think. Um, it's only recently I've done that, the walking, so I shouldn't have to stop and walk. And of course, you lose. It's true that it's just the spirit of the thing, but you lose so much time when you walk. Right. I mean, yeah, so you must much. Do. Of course, you must. Do, if yeah. you're counting in times where five minutes count, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, you can lose five minutes in a mile. Yes. And yeah. that's huge. Yeah. So if I do run all the way around, even if I'm just chotting, then I'll probably yeah get a better time than I did in Berlin or London. But is that a pace issue or what? What is it? What's the, what's the kind of it's distance? Yeah, it's miles and the legs. Right. So this summer of uh, miles, just running more and building, building up the machine. Yeah. I mean, as discussed, I think anyone wants to build their core strength and do other exercises. But me in particular, my legs are the least of it. You know. Yeah. You're a, your legs will go all day. You're a yeah. born runner. Yeah. And you're kind of slim and long. 
and out you go and you run all day. Yeah. Whereas I'm more like a clockwork toy. You kind of, the limbs are not yeah. the important bit. You know, I get the machine going, stoke it up. Yes. Get the engine all tuned up. And off you go. And the limbs will look after themselves. Yeah. But they went and did my 15 the other day. When I got back, I did have a bit of an, a, a quite a bad ache for 36 hours in, in my left knee. thumb. Your left thumb. Isn't that weird? Tell me what happened I on the I don't know. Road. I reckon I might have been... Were you hitching? Were you what? I was hitching. I got a lift <laughs> for about four miles. <laughs> like that bloke in the Olympics. Yeah, in the yeah. um, so, God, it's blowing the wind. It is the wind is blowing in under there. I think that that... We might have been cursed by that witch. Autumnal. That's uh, Avro Lancaster's Autumnal change. Yeah. So, um, I think I was holding it funny. Just holding my hand funny. Right. But just because of... It just goes to show over distance that anything can become an injury, you know. Anything... Your music player just tapping your skin can become a bleeding wound. Anything slightly... Uh, dis- disharmonic, unharmonious, whatever the word is. Yeah. Repeated over 26 miles can mess you up at the end yeah, yeah. just any fractional <laughs> thing it's weird isn't it like my toe my rubbed toe right oh look at that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's nice to have the marathon part of anything else because it has been a really exciting summer yeah it's nice to think about what's next so having the podcast festival coming up and then the marathon gives it a nice focus got some big exciting gigs as well I've got loads of nice gigs oh that's good like the diary's full brilliant but also I'm doing a charity gig at the Apollo. All right. I'm doing a charity gig with my favourite band. Oh, that's nice. Got another Shake With Laughter coming up for Parkinson's. What's the uh, What's the Apollo one? It's uh, Raw With Laughter for, for uh, tigers. Right, okay. Well, it's not just tigers, but right. it's endangered animals. Well, it's always nice. a big gig. Yeah. I think people might have seen it before. I don't know who's on, but big TV. You know, I think Diabrian's on. And people yeah, I've like seen that. that listed. That'll be really nice. Yeah. And I've always wanted to play the Apollo. I think that as a comedian you, you kind of chase it for the uh, it's a great gig for the yeah. career thing but it's just such a good room it is a nice room. I saw the flaming lips in there I thought I'd love to play that you'll stage. storm it you'll storm that room it's lovely yeah well that is put simply I love the charity gigs because it's a chance to, to get up. on a big stage yeah which my act really suits yeah but my um, level of fame can't sell the tickets for so, yeah, yeah 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 you know it works a treat you get the chance to Shine. And those rooms, once you've played them, you've played them, you know? Yeah. I don't need to go back to Abbott Hall. I'll always be on that stage. Yeah. At some level. So it's an exciting autumn. You well, know. Also, the good thing about having a marathon is you that, you know, by the end of it, you'll have run a marathon. That's it's right. quite good fun, isn't it? It's just like knowing that you, you know, we talk about autumn and change and stuff, and marathons are good for that, aren't they? Yeah, just absolutely. Like the experience of doing it. Well, every, every run, every little run, is a door you go through and don't come back out of. Yeah. And in a way, just the idea of running with that confidence into, into the future yeah. is exactly the kind of belief in the future and the unknown that Keats was having trouble with. So you're suggesting if he'd had the York Marathon in, yeah. he might have made healthier life he choices. He said lying about on his sofa making up poems. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Just over the Lee River right. into Springfield Park. We're going to have a little hill in a second, which is always fun. I've got to prime you up to tell me a story as we go up the hill because you said that to me last time. Just right at the base of it. Right. Gorgeous. Nice spot, hey? Yeah. 
It's so nice for the kids that they get some good weather at the end of the summer holidays. Well, throughout the summer holidays, for people who didn't go to Edinburgh. It's been great. So the weather wasn't great when you by the time it you was left. Fine, it was fine. Nice summer sun on the last day, and then cold enough when I got out of the car to feel like I wasn't missing anything. Right. So I've got. I'm doing a. Uh, I've got a 10k race on Sunday. Which one? I'm doing the Middlesex 10k, right. which is like. It's in Victoria Park. It's like a kind of. Straight up. It's like a seriously club runners-y fast one, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, when people say. But that's why you didn't invite me here. When people say. You'd slow you down. Well, when people say courses are fast. It's sort of irrelevant. It's almost like when people say rooms are good. It's about the people in the room, isn't it? Yeah, and also. Courses are fast if you're fast. And they always (laughs) say courses are fast. (laughs) No one ever says, well, this one's a bit hilly and slow, but you'll enjoy it. Slow and awkward. It's just not good advertising. Here we go. So, uh, what's the course? It's round Victoria Park. So it was one of those... 10k, so it's twice round? I think it's twice round. Sounds about right. Should be flat. If I can kind of keep fit and stretching and not line up too stiff, I'd want to just be a good training run, you know. This hill we're on now is nothing to you because you've been in Croatia, right? This is... I'm actually haven't even noticed that we're on a hill. It's so ridiculous the hills in Croatia. I can immediately feel it in my left knee. It's just not as strong as my right knee. Quick steps, the extra work. Quick light steps. Lean in. Work the arms. Upsy daisy. I send to my kids. Upsy daisy. Walk out mountains. Just use the gears. Yeah. What you're playing for is not stopping. Yeah. So if you're feeling tired. Oh, you're worried you're going to get tired. Go slower. Yeah. Short steps, go slower. Start slow, don't go off too fast. Yeah. You know, if you go up a mountain in late this shit and you can see the top of the mountain there. Yeah. Then you know you're not going to be up it anytime soon. Yeah. So don't go running off up the bottom of it. It's not a race. It's not a race. And even when you are racing... It's not a race to the top of the hill, it's a race to the end of the race. That's right. Sometimes you win to the top... And then collapse on the brow. Look at this. It's nice to run a strong brow. I'm get you run around that corner of that lake, Springfield Park. Gorgeous spot. Look at this. Running in Springfield Park is nice. I don't know what that tree is. It's not a weeping willow. It's like a birch. Maybe it is a weeping willow. And then oh, out to, uh, don't know, out to Enfield there, but it looks nice. Not Woo. very romantic to think of it as Enfield. This is another chance for a toilet. Are you all right? I'm all right. I'm fine, yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> Says the duck. So, it's funny how the great mission of the long runs is to not go off too fast. Yeah. Can anyone actually manage it? I mean, does anyone not go off too fast? What, in, in what, in races? Yeah, going Just up hills, going on long marathons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10Ks, 5Ks. It's a real tough one to fight. You need nerves of steel, don't you? Yeah. I always set off too fast in the park runs. And I'm fairly experienced, but I always set off yeah. too fast. I just can't resist it. Well, other people really exacerbate it as well. Yeah. It's so, and it's generally a good thing that the people you're running next to, you will... You think, oh, I'm running about the same speed as this person. And that person you think you're running about the same speed as is your maximum... Yeah. Comfortable speed. Yeah. Not your medium comfortable speed. 
and you can't help it. It's not even particularly competitive. You just everyone's <laughs> running too fast. It's like finding a level. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even at my very best, my PBs and things, you know, you just set off too fast and then don't slow down. Yeah. I've never set off slower and held something back and then got it out later on. Never. Ah, oh, great. To look up. So it's harder to believe in it. If I'd done it once, I go, oh, I did that that time. I can pull that out. That skill. But you haven't consciously tried it. No, it's true. If you, it would be a good experiment to try in a park run, just getting to the end of the first lap and thinking, because we tend to run, which is a five-lap course. Yeah. After the first lap, you feel comfy. Yeah. The second, a little bit tired, but not too tired. And then you've got a port run, as opposed to the first lap. Coming into the a little bit tired actually. Coming into the second and third lap, feeling yeah, a little like bit tired. Yeah, third lap, I'm knackered. I'm finished. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But because part of it is, you don't want to lose that spirit of holding and on for a little bit longer. Yeah, you don't. And also, you don't want to lose that spirit of like anything's possible. Yeah, yeah. Today might be the day where I find this new level of that's right. Whatever it is, I think that's what it is. It's counterintuitive psychologically in life. We like to expect the absolute best of ourselves and be ambitious yes and then yeah. the way we stay the course is to hang in there right and starting slow and dropping that extra gear just doesn't fit that metaphor at all no you don't do that with your career no, i'm not going to work too hard at the moment i'm going to work late you know well, actually, I at think mid speed pick up some skills and then later on i'm going to try and take the world over actually i think that might be the model i'm following yeah, I think that might be it. This is you. I could have a negative split career. Nice. That's a good idea. Any day now. Yeah. But again, in all seriousness, the world doesn't expect that of you. No. You know, there's, uh, there's no BBC Old Comedian Award. No, there isn't, no. Otherwise, it'd be yours. But the... Sh- but the but, uh, whoa. Crossing the road up at um, but we've, uh, Clapton, we've, it's pretty... Uh, we've talked about this before about... Culture wanting new voices all the time, and they're yes. not necessarily the best voices. No, and it's they're and just it's the most hungry for attention voices. And it's, it's the, and it's culture's prerogative. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but equally, but those, those blokes who like come past you at eight kilometres in a ten k. Yeah, and they're a little bit older than you. Yeah, and often skinnier than. Way skinnier than me, yeah. and they look like they're running slow, but they kind of glide past you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are better runners. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah, absolutely. They, they're using what they've got better than me, just desperately clutching at a at a bottle of water with a stitch at eight k. Yeah, Do you yeah. Know? Do you know what I mean? Oh, the guy with his shoulders <laughs> round around his ears. He must have been seventy if he was a day. Look at that guy's running style. Oh, yeah. I'm seeing his running style again yeah. here oh. as he beats me to three twenty nine. Yeah, he's like. And also, that's the great thing about running. Isn't and it? the other thing about those guys is it's the long game. Yeah. You, know, you look at them and you think this ten k is not the only ten k they'll ever run. Yeah, that it's just another few miles. Yeah. On the great long run of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the more races you can do, the better, really. Yeah. Just get used to that. The more racist you can be. No, I don't agree with that. Not the best area to say that as we run through it. <laughs> Predominantly Jewish area. Is it Stamford Hill? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say Stamford Hill. But I would avoid racism in all areas yeah. of London and the world. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Just a but, bit but of work. The more, but the more races you do, yeah. the less excited you get about the fact it's a race, yeah. and the more you can use your head better, yeah. possibly. And you're back, what we were saying about your... Uh, what was your running crew called? 
Truck Mafia. Truck Mafia. It is, and I think also... Um, Random crew. One of the things about oh, yeah. my running hider, which is more useful than I initially realised, is uh, that sense that I, I didn't used to want to think about how fast I was going, or how long it took, right. or how far I'd gone at all. Okay. And even now, I still want to look slightly away from that, you know? I'd yep. rather have the thing that's counting my distance sitting in my back pocket than on my wrist. Right. And I don't want to count, I want to listen to music, you know? Yeah, I understand. Yeah. A bit of distance from it, you want to still stay uh, meditative. Yeah, I completely agree, yeah. But those guys who run the same pace throughout and catch you at the end, they seem pretty meditative as well. That's true, it always sounds the same thing. Yeah. They're definitely accessing that. Because it is rhythm, isn't it? That's the great thing about the early phases of a marathon, isn't it? You're in this river of people trying to establish a rhythm yep. that's going to carry them to the end. Yep. And you sort of, it's very subtle, isn't it? The variations of rhythm between, like, you know, in terms of time between 6.50 and a mile and 7.5. Yep. And everyone... That's a lot. There's a lot on that. It is like a river. Cause yeah. over, and over time... <laughs> Everyone's slowing down just slightly. Yes, yeah. Unless the absolute, even the world class ones. Are yeah, slowing yeah. Down. And it's all just shaking down. It was interesting this year in London how busy it was. Yeah. So so aware of it on the corners and the narrow bits. What just running with all those? Yeah, people. right. And suddenly you think, wow, they're going to all hook into each other's ankles and everything. Yeah. And but uh, very rare to do that, isn't it? Yeah, it's that's funny right. The way you find your space within it. I wonder what the ocean would be like because it was much more. Uh, much less busy. Much more spacious. Right. But then <laughs> part was that, part of that was because, like in Tommy Tiernan's material, I didn't inadvertently kind of set off at the very front. Right. So that <laughs> yeah, it's kind of quite far ahead of all the other runners through no fault of my own. And they, uh, what I don't mean through no fault of mine, it was entirely my fault. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so they kind of were able to, all the people who were better than me were just able to overtake me one by one at the very sedate right. line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, much more basically, we need to get a hotel room. I was thinking that it's now. It's going to be all so worked up. Yeah, we need to get that sorted. I don't think we should stay your dad's it's too far away. No, no, no. I'll, get, also, I'll get sneezy. Yeah. I mean, God bless him, I love him, but you can't be waking up with a mouthful of cat hair <laughs> on the morning of the marathon. <laughs> it's not ideal race prep. <laughs> Covered in dust and hair. I know. I got my carb gels and my antihistamines. Yeah. <laughs> Get your mask on and a wetsuit. Good night. I saw an old friend of the family the other day. He's a good guy. He likes his running. And he said, oh, you hate a Scotsman who's lived in Yorkshire for, for a long time. I said, oh, come stay with us. We're only 45 minutes away. It's too far, oh, yeah, isn't it? It's too far. Yeah. Excuse us. Sorry. No, you want to be right in the middle of it, don't you? That's right. So we'll sort that out. Yeah. Lovely. I'll tell you what, mate, we'll have to sort that out beginning of next week because at the moment my cards are frozen because when we were on holiday, you someone, bought, had, you bought someone had cloned my wife's card and was going on a mad spending spree around Amsterdam. Oh, right. Like I'll thousands. I'll get it. So you get all that money back, right? Yeah, we've got it back. Fraud squad will do it. But, and also people started... Shifting money between our accounts. Wow. Who works for the bank. That's really dumb. So, so that's currently been investigated. Same but it's in common. That's bad. Well, it was a definite element of stress in the holiday. Yeah, yeah. 
every time you looked at your account, someone had spent 800 quid in a hotel oh, in wow. Amsterdam. Yeah, so that was a shame. Talk. I had that years ago. It happens so often. People yeah. phone in cards. It's, it's completely regular, you know. That's right. And you can see how it happens because that's why they ask you for that number on the back. Someone yeah. somewhere has got the front of your card. Yeah, right. And they're using it. Let's get you on certain into common areas. Look out. Looking concerned about your cards. <laughs> um, but that will and be... And then we found out because the uh, laptop got delivered to my house. I said, like, oh, no, this is a mistake. Right. And then uh, found out that it was one of six laptops that had been purchased and a wow. couple of long-distance bus tickets. Wow. But they refunded it all. And then you say, oh, are we going to hear about it? Who did it? Or do we have to come they've to court no, or anything? They've got no resources to, to investigate, have they? No. They just accept it as... I mean, that will be... I'm not an apocalyptic... Oh, heaven's Apocalyptic above kind us. of character. Cheeky. Yeah. But um, that's a major area of concern, isn't it? Just massive cybercrime, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Because they, they can't even be bothered to investigate. Steal it all. Yeah. Well, invisible money is always the problem. Yeah. Whether it's inflation or theft. You know, unless you've got the money in your hand. That's it why we'll always want cash. Exist. We'll always want cash. And this is why they always totally say, okay, we'll give you all that money back, because they want you to trust the card. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Onto the posh bit of Stonington Common. It's good to be home. Bit of, bit surveying of. the estate. Yeah. I say the posh bit. It looked like someone had been living on that bench. But these houses are nice. So I'm going for a night out in uh, Amberley Castle tonight with my wife. Oh, yeah. We, Where's Amberley Castle? It's How are you going to pay for it? Well, we've got, got to pay cash. <laughs> she booked it by card, but she, we've got to chip to the bank and get the cash for it. So it's like, feels like you're on the run paying for a hotel room in cash. Yeah, nice. But it was where I uh, asked dear old Rachel to marry me. Oh. That was years ago, so we're Is going back to the same place. It's not. She's just given us it for a birthday present. To oh, be honest, it's a bit inconvenient. Oh, it's when, you're so yeah, mean. It's Wednesday and I could do without it. But it will be good fun. You're going to miss the bake-off, for goodness sake. I will be watching the bake-off. Oh, mate. good. Cross- Don't you worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's so, bigger than the bake-off. So you proposed at Amberley Castle? Yes. How long ago? That would have been uh, about 19 years ago. Ah, yeah, we married 18 years. Very good. So quite a while. 18 years, 18 years. Found out wooden years. You get, you get less than that for murder, mate. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the true comedian. What did you say? The true comedian. What did you say? Always purports I didn't hear her. All right. The true comedian. Always purports to hate his partner. <laughs> yes. Here we go. Now we've got a little break here as we wait little to cross uh, Stone Newton High break. Street. Shard in the distance. Just chilling. Just chilling. Just chilling, man. Chilling and crossing. Chilling and crossing and getting into Kiniston Avenue. <laughs> Nearly home now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I missed running with you. Come on, we've got this. You do a second. I'm going to wait here. That's right. I'm not doing it. And then we've got to get the miles out, but I just don't think this is the, the way we're going to do it. Damn it, there he goes. I'm envy- envying it now. <laughs> great. How do you feel? I feel great, mate. <laughs> Ready for it. Yeah. 
and see, I feel like I'm not going to be able to match you now because I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, even though we got her running in Edinburgh, I just, I did, I was out running, not on that really long run. I just missed the circuit. I missed running with you. <laughs> you know, I had things to say. Yeah. St- stories did, to tell. Did you run with the other comics at all after? No, me and, it was funny because we took me and Mark, we, pretty much everyone we interviewed said, oh, we're meeting that last week. Yeah. The closest I got was with Simon Evans. Right. It's amazing how it gets more difficult at the end. You're doing all the same things. But it still kind of rushes to the finish. And everyone's so desperate to leave. It kind yeah. of, Sorry, that kind of becomes the overriding that's thought. That's right. Me and it? Simon, we were going to meet one day. We are going to meet the next day. We chased it. You know, we nearly got there. But we still didn't. But I saw them. I saw lots of people came on my game show. So that was fun. Right. That was good. It was great fun, my game show. You've done it, haven't you? You did it in Leicester that time. Yeah, the beat beat this one. That's it. I, don't, I wasn't particularly very good at it, actually. I don't think I was very good there. Well, I think I'm you were good. I'm not used to being on stage with others. I don't quite know how to behave. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that much about music. Yeah, but you, you don't need to know a lot about music. Yeah. To be. But I think the, the, the opposite is true with me. I do think, and that was one of the good things from that the professor reminded me, is I'm good at hosting. Yeah. You know, which isn't not something I necessarily do for a job. It's part of that raft of things we do that aren't getting on stage and doing our set, you know? Right, yeah. I really do like being on stage and kind of marshalling a bunch of people. Yes. Because yeah. I did my pop quiz and I did uh, a hosted Comedians Countdown. That's a lot of hosting. Yeah. You've done a lot of hosting. And I liked it. I think I can do that. I think I can... It's that thing that we're saying about running, of, on the one hand, being in control of it and thinking about what needs to happen and planning and all that kind of front brain stuff. But on the other hand, just riding across it and just having a good time, go. yeah. being free. And I can do that. And doing the radio stuff as well. It's, well, it's like this. It's always nice to talk without necessarily getting the guitar out or yeah. heading for a punchline. Because I could listen to myself all day. Really. But maybe that's what... Um, I never shut up. But maybe that's what... Something that might be a takeaway from it, isn't it, from Edinburgh? It's I like, didn't have that many. I was trying to be as healthy as I could. But the, uh, but that's you putting a punch on. But the, uh, creating more uh, opportunities for hosting. Yeah, absolutely. Because if it's something you know, yeah, if it's something you can do, there's not many people actually can do that. No, exactly. Do it well. No, it suits it suits my uh, comedic voice. Definitely. Yeah. You know, and not least because also. The other thing I see now, I do do the old quizzing, and that is something that's very hard to uh, to uh, factor in in any use this way, in any useful way. I always get lost right near the end. <laughs> Unless you want to go back and go around Keniston yeah. Gardens again, you know, I, I, I've quite got good general knowledge. I've done the old quizzes, yeah, and they go well. But it's a fun thing to do, but it doesn't really go anywhere. Whereas I think that to host a quiz as somebody's quite good at quizzes. And you like it. It means you can hold your own in that conversation. Yes, you know? yeah. Like, if you're hosting Countdown, you don't have to do all the words and the numbers. But every now and again, you do. You come in with it, yeah. You've got, like, a relationship with it. It's good. It's good stuff. That's right. Having the twisters. Enjoy. Mind your scooter. Cool boys. Children. Hackney kids. They're all dressed up. Are they together? Hackney kids. Superhero fancy dress party. Level Road, Rainbow Nursery. Ah, the memories. Oh. Is that a synagogue there? Is that a synagogue, is it? Yeah. Mazatov. It said on the front, 
just pass that on. But the future's all falling down. And we didn't even chat about the Olympics. I hardly saw any of the Olympics because of the time, because I was on holiday. It's a real shame. Well, I saw one thing. It was really good, actually. And I think I had this... I miss Mo. I miss Bowles. I miss the... See, I didn't really care about it, but unlike in, in, in years before, I got that it was good, you know? Yeah. Because I knew I wasn't going to care about London, but I could still see how amazing it was. Yeah. And then, I love London, yeah. And then I think everyone, I think the UK still really enjoyed Rio because of the memory of London. Yeah. And uh, for me, I came down at, out of Edinburgh that, after that first week, and I stayed over at my mum's. You know, and me and my mum have had some drama this year with all my dad's stuff. Yeah. We sat and had a couple of glasses of wine and watched Andy Murray. Andy Murray's fantastic Against final Del with Del Potro. Yeah. And it was great. And I felt that, you know, Andy Murray's Wimbledon helped me get through the referen- referendum. So yeah. I'd really like to thank Andy Murray. He's amazing, isn't he? Shining light in the darkness at some of the tougher times of the year. Well, it's amazing as an example of someone who battled for years. And now it's opening up for him. Yeah. I mean, not only is he winning tournaments, but potentially world number one, because Djokovic is getting injured. That's right. And he's just started to... That marathon, not a sprint thing. He's, he's a just winner. battled and battled and worked yeah. and worked. It doesn't look easy, and yet it does. He looks amazing. Yeah, he's... Uh, and the other thing is, he's got that Scottish oh, voice, right, which is just so wonderful to enjoy. That's the thing, is that sometimes when people talk, uh, when girls talk in that way, they're so cool because they fry their voice. But only Andy Murray can deep fry his voice. Yes, yes. And my voice is deep fried and better. I'm so miserable. <laughs> Me and my mum have I the won. same haircut. I won everything. Yeah, yeah. Still, I don't know it's how amazing to feel to be number one. I always remember when he won his first Grand Slam, the US Open. Yeah. And he was like, I was, I was, I found it very moving because I'm into Murray. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And then uh, he was just shouting at his girlfriend to get the watch out of the bag that he needed to wear for the sponsor. <laughs> he was like, "Where's the watch? I need the sponsor. Get the watch." He was like, "Yes." He was funny. Be in the moment, Andy. Be in the moment. The phone can't keep up. I want to get. Picture of us sprinting this last couple hundred yards, but the phone doesn't like it. <laughs> Crash! <laughs> Whoa! Hey, how's hey. oh, the lovely Julia Deering? I bet she'd love to be in a photo with us. Hey, I bet Julia Deering would love to be in a photo. With us. Splendid. No, she's running away. Splendid. She says no, she'd turn her face away like the witch. Nice run there. Yeah, uh, the wife not pictured. So, how, uh, let me just see how far we went before we finish. About we travelled, listeners, bare feet and all. Oh, eight, eight point two nine. Cool, that's all right. Yeah. Oh, you still? We're still talking. Emails. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, run compod on Twitter, Instagram. See you on Facebook. If you're training for Yorkshire, let us know how it's going. We've got the podcast. Festival. Festival. We'll see you at King's Place on September 24th. Farewell. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. With Paul Tolkinson and Rob Deering. Cut, 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 cut